Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. I'm Megan. It's it, the starts. It, the sound starts. So it begins. <laughs> the door is opening. My, I just, I'm drinking coffee. Uh, oh, so you're going to get the mouth noises, all the good mouth noises. I had mac and cheese before this. <laughs> That's, we were sitting in silence in the living room and Maddie made one of those microwave mac and cheeses and uh-huh. we're, you just hear like i'm not i'm not even gonna try to make it but like stirring macaroni and cheese sound and we all look over she's like just stir my mac and cheese (laughs) (laughs) Mm. so dumb why does it feel like we haven't recorded in a while i don't know we had a fun episode last time we did a a crossover i guess yeah 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 with the room mic always a good time listen one day i will be rich and famous and i'll buy more microphones <laughs> and a bigger interface and fancier things that and actually mic, just pay people to do all this that's yeah that picked up uh, a lot good well, thing none of us tooted like the room mic oh, when no. we used it <laughs> oh my gosh yeah john was drinking a bottle of water and it's not on him but i thought someone was making mouth noises the whole time and i had to call megan late at night and i was like i don't know what to do with this episode you woke me up dude i was like i don't know man just post it and i like no i I know i was like awake in a panic but i asked some people and they said they didn't i noticed these things i don't know if other people noticed so yeah but anyway it is is this the first thursday of the month Uh uh-oh uh no the first oh my gosh i'm so dumb hello okay (laughs) so now we're just kind of like we're free balling it i don't know what to say about what we're gonna do going forward we're just doing whatever we want to do at this point so we got through the u.s states all 50 of them okay is it just me or do you all like get scared and you're like is there 50 or 51 um yeah where's the fifth why do people say 51 I don't know. Are we counting like Puerto, Puerto Rico? Rico? I get. I don't know. I don't know. Oh gosh! Everyone's like, Alaska. No, stupid. I don't know. What? <laughs> I feel like when people think fifty-one, they're like Hawaii or Alaska, and we're like, no. Oh, okay. I was like, that, but that is a state. I'm confused. No, I know right now. A state. Oh my gosh. We're anyway. So we finished the U.S. states in alphabetical order, and so we were thinking to ourselves, "What now? What can we possibly do? There's nowhere else in the world to go but the U- U.S. of A." Yeah, there can't possibly <laughs> be anything else. Listen, the tagline is "Small Town America," and that's on us. I mean, we we we, <laughs> we pigeonholed ourselves. Yeah, here. we did that to ourselves. <laughs> so what I did, what I decided to do, is I took all fifty states. I put it in a fun little random wheel <laughs> and I let the wheel decide. And I love how it's really supposed to be used for like giveaways and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when it went through the states, it like beep, 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 beep. And then it popped up with the state we're going to cover. And it says, congrats, you're a winner. <laughs> and it made Did me it laugh. have like, it looked like one of those old flashing like, uh, pop-ups you get and sort of like, yeah you've won and you definitely didn't you want a virus if you open it but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we don't know what we're covering until it's time to pick and that's a fun thing because before we i mean we knew for 50 weeks straight what we were gonna cover yeah so this is like all who knows what we're gonna get and it's one of Not those us. you don't know what you want like you don't want anything in particular but when it does pop up you're like oh <laughs> i know you said our first date is well, we'll get there. And I said, oh, 
I did. Yay. I almost did it. I was like, maybe one more time. But you know what? I'm glad that we did it because I think we found a good one. I don't know how your history is going to go because this is kind of, I chose something weird, but. The uh, history is. Um, my stuff's good. It's pretty dry, y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm going to zhuzh it up as much as I can. But this week, back in the States, we're starting with. Utah. Utah. My goodness gracious. She was our winner this yeah. week. <laughs> Congrats, Utah. Good job, I wish Utah. we could put like yeah. clap sound in. <laughs> I'm not going to, again, when I'm rich and famous, I'll have a soundboard here too. So today's um, not that day. So specifically, specifically? Specifically. Specific- hmm, yeah. That's it. But yeah. it doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. Kelsey had experience, so I went ahead and let her pick the place, and she just so happened to pick a place that is in a gusher, (laughs) gusher Utah, like the candy. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess that's debatable, too, where it actually is. Yeah, this could be in, like, I don't know, one of seven cities. If you go to um, the map app on your phone that you prefer and type in this location, it comes up gusher utah so but when i was reading about it gusher did not come up once and that's so odd so i don't know to me but i'm covering gusher you better believe it i could not pass this one up that's fine (laughs) so we're getting some demographics on a gusher utah i'm gonna see how many times i can say it take a shot every time i say gusher (laughs) gusher utah is located in and i'm gonna say it wrong don't correct me it's un unit Unitaw? Unitaw, yeah. Is we said it before. Right? Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's not right. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Unitaw? I don't know. It's in that county. <laughs> it Unit- looks like... Unitaw. Oh my gosh. I have to see how it's spelled, but I don't care. Anyway, it's in Unitaw. Uh-huh. U-I-N-T-A-H. Yeah. Unitaw. Unitaw County. <laughs> so... To no one's surprise, this is a very small town. It does have a population. The population is 1,666 people. All right. Now, because it's such a small town, I think it's an unincorporated township, technically. Always scary. Good. It was really hard finding demographic information. So I don't have a lot of what we normally cover. Like, um, I don't have the racial breakdown. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I got, I got guesses, but whatever. Right. I mean, it did surprise me. I do have some numbers here. That's, it may shock you. Okay. Well, let's hear it. That's my clickbait. That's clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> it is. All right. The median household income in Gusher is $47,083. Mm, not bad. Could be better. Everything the, could be better. Yeah. The median home value was $155,800. So I feel like it is comparable. What yeah, you make reflects the the cost. Okay. Right. It's not too bad. Unemployment rate in this town, when you get numbers this small, it's going to be skewed. But it is only like, 10.9%. Oh, surprise. And it said unemployment, not poverty. Okay. So yeah. that's not really saying anything, but... Mm-hmm. Now, the median age in this town, do you just, do you want to guess? 62. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would be wrong. It doesn't matter. I, what? Is it like a lot younger than you expect? Yeah. 27. <laughs> what? It's 27.4. Oh. Why? I, 
the male population, 27.5. The female, 27.3. What? Mm-hmm. What? Why? Uh, I, I don't What's know. What's in gusher? And the male population makes up about 47.2%, and the female's 52.8%. It is almost an even split there. Yeah. What? I don't This know. is so <laughs> confusing, right? Maybe it's just like, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a bunch of old people and a bunch of babies, and they meet in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just, that kind of blew my mind. That's weird. That is weird. Now, the information I got this from was places.us.com. And they also gave like, uh, almost like a, uh, a report card of the town, right? So here's oh, overall, oh, yikes, the overall city livability grade is a C. C's get degrees, though. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what's dragging us down, shall we? Affordability. Transportation. Well, okay. The good things. Okay. Affordability. Housing. Diversity. Crime. Commute. All B, B plus. Oh, okay. The I need weather, to stop generalizing. The freaking weather, which like, how are you going to grade the weather? Is a C plus. Okay. <laughs> Could be better. Education is a D plus. Oh, man. And the job market and amenities, a big fat F. For real. That's <laughs> yeah. not, I like how I don't know a thing about Gusher, but I'm like, that's, given what I'm about to talk, what I'm going to talk about. That sounds right. There I will can't be say much. some random stuff. Yeah, there's not a lot in the town. There isn't any type of correctional facility. There aren't any nursing homes. So well, uh, that's yeah, random, <laughs> but that is probably why the population is so low. Or the, yeah. the, the age is so, so low. low. Yeah. But things like that's just random things I remember reading about. I didn't necessarily write it in my notes. Mm-hmm. But I remember like when I was looking at jobs, it was saying there's no like police essentially really there's no place to like house criminals yeah uh the Send last assault lake city the last homicide was in 2021 oh so there's that for well you. maybe they need it i was reading about the crime rates and stuff and it's yeah i <laughs> i don't know man that's those are the demographics of gusher <laughs> i've got much more that's that's odd it's different but i like it Hmm. all right so I wanted to look up something fun about Gusher because they don't even really have like a city website (laughs) and um, there's nothing happening, nothing on the calendar in Gusher, but Mm -hmm. in nearby Roosevelt, you can go to the, you can go see the Bellamy brothers. They're going to be in Vernal, Utah. That sound, why do they sound familiar? I don't know. It's two guys, country, country looking. They were wearing cowboy hats interesting okay or you could check out the harvest party at the roosevelt baptist church gosh that sounds fun and that's also the only two things <laughs> happening until Sorry. like springtime <laughs> so you're what? you're about to run out of things to do they're gonna have around like veterans Gusher. day coming up you're telling me there they're not gonna have any veterans day shenanigans mm, it's like mid we're at least having a parade oh sorry parade <laughs> <laughs> so funny okay I did get a little more information on Gusher. Don't you worry, though. There is some history on this place. I was so worried. This comes from OnlineUtah.com. They have not updated that website since probably 1998. It looked very <laughs> like... Well, it can't, it can't be Flash because Flash doesn't exist anymore. It's the, the closest thing to Flash. <laughs> okay. 
Like R.I.P. Strong Bad. Y'all don't even Home know Star. what you missed. No. It makes me so Does upset. E-Bombs World even work anymore now? Um, I know they have a Facebook page. Oh, okay. Because I get article suggestions there because of all the weird <laughs> but you crap. Can't I can't look at anything on there for through, through all the ads. Oh, it's, it's so awful. dumb. It's really bad. Anyway. OnlineUtah.com says Gusher was a small roadside settlement nine miles east of Roosevelt. And they did say was, past tense. So oh, I, no. I'm really confused about the name of this town. Um, in Derishan, it was originally named Sober City because of the residents' drunkenness. So wait, Roosevelt was or Gusher was? Gusher was. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The settlement was later named Moffat for David H. Moffat, a railroad magnate who built the Moffat Tunnel in Colorado. Neat. The town was abandoned in 1901 and reestablished in 1922 as Gusher when Robert Wood had planned to had planned to develop a producing oil what the like <laughs> let me let me just word it in my own words all right? okay robert wood wanted to go there and dig for oil and he called it a real gusher so they called it gusher i took a drink when you said that honestly that's, i'm mad yeah now i hate the name right <laughs> that, yeah sorry okay. i was gonna make a stupid joke a joke that we make sometimes <laughs> Well, because you said she's a, what'd you say? It's a real. It's a real gusher. That's what they said about me in high school. Oh, that's, that's what they call a joke. <laughs> that's what they call oh me in high God. school. <laughs> Kelsey. That's a lie. That's <laughs> a vicious, damaging lie. It's okay, because the project never materialized. Well, good job. You but made this weird, nasty <laughs> comment and then did nothing with it. All right, so. There's nothing else on Gusher for real. Like, I tried. I did come across some. That's not... Okay. There is some. There is the history of Roosevelt City, where they talk about its neighbor, Gusher. (laughs) I guess I can read, like, the first two or three paragraphs where they say Gusher and then move on to the next thing. Um, Let me... I'm pretty sure it's in the first three paragraphs. (laughs) Okay. All right. In 1861, Abraham Lincoln, president of the United States, by proclamation, set aside a reservation for the Ute Ute Ute. Indian Nation. Mm -hmm. No survey was made beforehand. It had merely a general description as comprising all the lands from the tops of the mountains to the north of the tops of the mountains to the south, draining into what later was... The tops of the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) What was later defined as... Um, the Duchess Snee. See, that's what I tried to say on the phone to you earlier, and I was like, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. A river. (laughs) Duchessney? Is it something like that? Something like that, yeah. Sorry, Utah. (laughs) This area, thus set apart, was vast. It was larger than some of the states of the Union and larger than some of the nations of the world. Just out here, bro. Give uh, it's their land. This land is their land. <laughs> this right? land is their land. This land is their land. Here lived a few nomadic Indians, government employees, and some Episcopalian missionaries. Thugs. 
what (laughs) okay i feel like i should say that's from a musical like a really obscure musical called altar boys Mm -hmm. where they it's uh think of like backstreet boys but like uh christian rock and it's a yeah christian pop group but anyway he's talking about getting picked on by and he's like episcopalian thugs mostly like uh anyway oh my god it's a good altar boys look it up a l t a r uh, I'm pretty sure you can only watch it on like YouTube. Yeah, it's still I, and worth I don't even it. know if you can watch it in its entirety. It's still worth it. All right. So, what did we say the tribe is? The Ute, the Ute, the Ute Indians were moved here when the Mormons settled the Wa- Wasatch Wasatch Front. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And there began to be wars between the white settlers and the Native Americans. Go figure. As Utah grew, the Ute Reservation in the Great, oh my God, all these words, Unitaw Basin was opened to white settlers in 1905 and 1906 by an act of the U.S. Congress. Mm-hmm. The big land rush was on. It was not like the land race along the Chimeron and Oklahoma, I think is how, is it, it's a C, it's just CI, but I would have you know, it doesn't sure. Know. The government had learned its lesson there. So in the big U country, the red tape made the rush much more orderly. But the homesteaders came by the hundreds. My goodness. An old Ute saying, an old Ute said, huh, when the Americats. Oh, okay. All these, you know, we learned Dixiecrat. Now we know Americats. Oh, yeah. When the Americats came, they came by the many's. They came nose to tail like a string of black ants crossing the sand. I mean, that's, that's a good... Yeah, that's good visuals. Mm-hmm. Some came from Colorado through Vernal, some through Strawberry Valley, but most came along the stage road from Price through Nine Mile Canyon. An old timer who lived at the Strip, Gusher... Oh, there, there it, it is. is. Yay. Before and during the opening said, quote, it was like the touch of a fairy's wand. Yesterday, there was nothing but wilderness and desert. Today, there are fences, ditches, plowing, plantings, houses, and towns. Settlers were everywhere. It was almost magical. Nothing says fairies like d- fences and ditches. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Like a magic wand, just boop and put yeah. a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Never did I ever think. <laughs> they just they go hand in hand, honestly. Anyway, it just goes on to talk about the settlers and it, around the area. So Vernal, um, Roosevelt, all these places are within like a 10 mile radius at most. Yeah. And a lot of those are kind of when I said that the place that I picked could be in like seven different cities. That's that's a handful of them. Yeah. And, of course, because of all this, there's a very rich Native American history about the tribes and stuff in and around Gusher, which I did find another website, AmericanIndianCoc.org. Sorry. Okay. And I could cover it. I don't know. What do you think? Do you want to? I don't it's know. Native American tribes in the Indian history in Gusher, Utah. I assume I can say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Yeah. I it's always fine. feel weird about it. Yeah um it's on you bro okay well go off ages before the terms native american or indian were created the tribes were spread all over the americas yeah Mm -hmm. before any white man set foot on this land it was settled by the forefathers of bands we now call sioux or cherokee or iroquois 
It's weird. It's like they were native to America. So, my my. (laughs) For thousands of years, the American Indian developed its customs and legacy without disturbance. And that history is fascinating. Good. I'm glad. (laughs) Yay. For Mayan and Incan ruins from the mounds left in the central and southern regions of what is today the U.S., we have learned much. It is a narrative of beautiful art and deep spirituality. Archaeologists have unearthed highly elaborate structures and public works. While there were unavoidable tribal conflict, that was just a slight blemish in the history of our ancestors. Okay, so this is written by a Native American, so they can use yeah probably some phrases that maybe I shouldn't. But. Yeah. They were at peace with this beautiful continent and intensely connected to nature. Good, we're glad. When European leaders dispatched the first ships in this direction, the plan was to explore new resources, but the quality of the climate and the bounty of everything from wood to wildlife soon changed their tune. Um, As those leaders heard back from their explorers, the motivation to colonize spread like wildfire. So it was one of those they were just wanting to check it out, you know, just have a look-see. And then they saw how... They went on their honeymoon and they went, we should live here. (laughs) God. Honestly. The English, French, and Spanish raced to carve up the new world by shipping, and yes, it is in parentheses yeah are in a yeah parentheses by shipping over inadequately prepared colonists as fast as possible quotations quotations thank you i sorry i also was like parentheses i know y'all in the beginning they skirmished with the alarmed indians of america's eastern seaboard but the short that shortly gave way to trade because the europeans who arrived here learned that their survival was doubtful with no native american help so they came here mm. with as many people as they could and no knowledge of the land. And they're like, we want it. But, but how? T- teach us how. Yeah. God, I hate people, honestly. Mm-hmm. Thus followed years of relative peace as the settlers got themselves established on American soil. Keep but, your enemies close. <laughs> but the pressure push, pressure to push inland came soon after. Kings and queens from thousands of miles away were impatient to locate additional resources, and some colonists came for freedom and adventure. So, I mean, I guess not all colonists, you know, (laughs) they were trying to get away from like that mess, and then it just followed, and you know, here we are. They wanted more space, and so began the process of forcing the American Indian out of the way. It took the shape of cash payments, barter, and famously treaties, which were almost consistently ignored once the Indians were forced away from their territory in question. Weird. Hmm. The U.S. government's policies towards Native Americans in the second half of the 19th century were determined by the desire to expand westward into areas occupied by these Native American tribes. By the 1850s, almost all Native American tribes, roughly 360,000 in number, were living in the to the west of the Mississippi River. These American Indians, some from the Northwest and Southeastern territories, were confined to Indian territory located in present-day Oklahoma, while the Kiowa and... uh, I know I'm going to say this one wrong. Comanche... Comanche? I don't... Native American tribe. Sorry. I'm not familiar with that one. The first one sounded right. K-I-O-W-A. Kiowa, I believe. Oh, no, no, no. The first way that you said the second one sounded. Comanche? Comanche? Something. Like, I don't know. What? We're white? Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, they shared the area of the Southern Plains. So they're moving in. 
into Oklahoma, heading out that way. Utah, we's a coming. It keeps going. Lots of stuff. They gain control, land, back and forth, lots of fighting, blah, blah, blah. Like, honestly, it's tale as old as time. You could pick a place anywhere in America and you're probably going to get this exact story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I could go on. Um, It sucks. You know, eventually the Native American tribes abandoned their culture identity, gave up their land and assimilated into American customs. I mean, not by choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well. They did it as a... Uh, preservation tactic. What in the world am I trying to survival? Survival, tactic? yeah. That, and there just continued to be a steady stream of settlers into the Native American controlled land. They continued to take it over. Eastern newspapers were published in sensationalized stories of cruel Native tribes committing widespread massacres of hundreds of white travelers. Like, <sighs> interesting. Yeah. Uh, although some settlers lost their lives to the American Indian attacks, this was in no way the norm. In fact, Native American tribes frequently helped the settlers cross the plains, which is what they did in the first place. I don't want to get too heated, but hmm. not only did the American Indians sell wild game and other suppliers to tra- supplies to travelers, but they acted as guides and messengers, a la Pocahontas, a la like, Sacagawea. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. I guess Pocahontas wasn't really... Oh, she kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's just years of this. It keeps going. I can go on on. This is actually a very well-written, easy-to-understand website. I would definitely check it out. Yeah. I'm not going to keep going because it is just the Native American history in and around Gusher, Utah. Mm-hmm. We kind of know how it ended. Right. And Which it is integral to uh, where we're heading which is like near gusher Mm -hmm. the problem with the location that i picked and why megan talked about gusher is one because when you search this place gusher is what comes up and two there is no demographics for where we're at because we're quite literally in a basin yes in a valley on a ranch thing all of these names are used (laughs) yeah so where we have headed is i said okay i said it first it's called this is what it's called like it's on the map it says it says it on the map doesn't it yeah oh if you look at like if you you look up this place yeah uh where we're at if you have list if you're a patreon donor um you've heard me speak about these before which do we like do we want to go ahead and do our shout out for patreon because by the way we forgot didn't forget I think we forgot. I don't know. We got some Patreon donors. Speaking of Patreon. <laughs> we, um, we usually do this at the end, but this is to see if you're listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Attention. Let's check in the middle. Like how people just check the beginning and the end of the chapter and they're like, I got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now for a sponsor break. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably mention at the end too, but since I'm mentioning, mentioning Patreon now, we have some new Patreon donors. Thank yes. you guys a whole bunch. Sorry if the uh, announcement has been a little delayed, but we have uh, Katie Iko and Amber. Amber are some new Patreon donors. Welcome. Lovely. Hi. Yeah. Which what they're getting with their Patreon donation. Yes. Which what I was getting at is they were able to listen to an episode where I talked about skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this place is, you know, called it's called Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Which what what Unsettling. a name. Which is next to Skinwalker Valley. <laughs> uh, casual. Yeah. And there's um there's reason for that. 
the video, so I took all of my information from a YouTube video, which actually I believe we've watched their stuff before. It's the Paranormal Files. It's actually that a father-son duo, Colin and Jeff. Uh, mate, I'd have to see them. Yeah, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I know I've watched their videos before. Um, but poop, I, I just lost my whole train of thought. We're at the Skinwalker Valley. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I said I'm going to open with the same disclaimer that the video did. This video was long, and, um, but they open with a disclaimer that I feel like I will also say, because if this is something that you believe, because this is really big uh, in this area and to Navajo and just Native American tribes over there, uh, yeah. the disclaimer is the following, they said film, I'm going to say podcast, contains multiple audible mentions of the demonic being known as the skinwalker. It is believed that even hearing the word skinwalker may invite one of the creatures into your home and into your life. If you are watching or listening to this in a wooded area or are currently near a forest or desert, it is recommended that you either turn this off or lock all of your doors and windows before proceeding. Good gracious. And that's like a genuine disclaimer because as we're about to learn, some people very much still believe that skinwalkers exist. Well, and that's why I wanted to make sure to cover some of the Native American history behind it because it is deeply rooted in that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to explain why. Okay. At least in this area, it's so uh, prominent. So with that warning in mind, spoilers, if you haven't heard already, I'm going to say the word skinwalker a lot. So if Mm -hmm. that is something that you believe, preferably don't turn this off. We'd like you to listen to it, but like... Go somewhere neutral. (laughs) Yeah, go somewhere neutral. Don't invite them into your home. And also, uh, another disclaimer is there's just a little bit of a graphic description section of animal mutilation. Oh, Casual, casual. Okay, so they believe that the ranch and surrounding basin are haunted by the spirits of uh, Navajo tribes people that were cursed by the Ute tribe for kidnapping and selling their people into slavery. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Yeah, the Utes would go take women and children, sometimes men, and sell them as slaves. Mm-hmm. And so the Navajo people put a curse on the Utes, which in turn put a curse on the land, uh, that they would, I think, go into the afterlife as skinwalkers. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, I did talk, I touched on that briefly about how there was tribe on tribe, you know. There was. There violence. Were, it was pretty rough uh, enough that, you know, this is what lore tells you is they have cursed the land, cursed the people. Uh, Not good stuff. So, uh, cattle mutilations are a common occurrence in this area and are believed to be caused by the skinwalkers. The cows will be completely skinned, eyes are punctured or pulled out almost surgically, and there is not a drop of blood to be found. Good lord. Like, they say it's with such surgical precision that, like, I mean, I don't know if it goes this far, but they said it's, like, almost done with technology that's not even available to us yet how is there there's no other than seeing the skinless eyeless corpse you wouldn't know that there was this mutilation there's no blood right which we don't have the means of doing that dexter did if you watch dexter (laughs) okay i guess they all watch dexter but 
Do you have a special killing room where you go and you hang your cattle upside down to drain them? Yeah, exactly. And then take them back to the field? No, probably not. Right. So they think that obviously this is the work of skinwalkers. Sorry, gotta be one. It made it. It's there. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Um, there is another entity, though, that is said to haunt the area, and they are known as Little People. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, that's at, you're not renaming it? They're known, yeah, <laughs> okay. they're called Little People, who have been known to throw rocks at people for looking at them or put them in a daze in an attempt to scare them off. Oh. Well, if you want to scare them off, why would you put them in a daze? I'm not sure. Maybe it's almost like a, when they say daze, maybe like hallucination style. I don't know. Just sort of disorient. Disorient and scare them. Um, So one of the owners of the property, I believe the property, the Skinwalker Ranch, it may be Skinwalker Valley, but there are people who look over these lands. Um, They drop the team off at what is called the Circle. It's just called the circle, which is basically the middle of the mesa and left them there because she said she doesn't like to stay there after dark. Fair. Yep. Because it quite literally is just, it's a valley. You're in a desert-like valley and they're in this little section, almost like a plateau. Mm -hmm. Maybe mesa is the same thing as plateau. I am uncultured. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But anyway... It cre- she said it creeps her out and any Navajo people in the area still believe, they tend to believe the stories of the skinwalkers and they also stay away from the mesa at night. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, so to start, like when they're just getting their bearings, when the group is just getting their bearings, they find what they think is, and I say this rolling my eyes a little bit, I'm not going to lie, uh, a little ritual setting. Okay. So... It looks like there's some burnt logs, maybe some animal bones that have been set uh, to hold some kind of bowl. It almost looks like it's made out of something natural, like a, like a, not quartz, but it Mm -hmm. just looks like a geode almost bowl. Okay. Um, Holding a gold ring with a skull on it. Okay. The logs have been burnt. One of the quote unquote logs weren't burnt, was not burnt. So I think it looked like a bone. It looked like a femur bone. Okay, like of an animal or people's? I'm thinking an animal. It looked it looked not human. Okay. Uh, so that was just there in the middle of this mesa that like you have to take like, first of all, this is property that is owned by people and it is out in the middle of nowhere. Like you have to make the effort to get out there. Okay. Uh, well, I was going to ask why you were rolling your eyes. Was it just their reaction to well, it? Well, because they or? said it's like a, they said it's some kind of demonic ritual. It's, and I'm like, you I, don't even know. That's, the, the, that's what I was rolling my eyes at. Sorry. You don't even know the origins of this ritual. Right. Especially it could when be a protection thing. Yeah, it, it could, could be a Navajo, or not Navajo. Yeah, it could be a Navajo or, thing. Yeah. Or, or you thing, like it, it was very presumptuous for them to use the word like demonic. demonic yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so much of that just happened in the same. We got to stop doing that. I know. Um, so I said, as we know or have encountered in the past, sometimes people set things up just to make people believe something is spooky or ritualistic or whatever, even if it's completely inaccurate. The average person wouldn't know that. So it could not be ritualistic at all. Some could kids could have up. gone out there and they were like, ooh, look how creepy this looks. Yeah. Uh, so it could be nothing. It is in an area that is thought to be haunted, though, so people may want to mess with other people by doing things like that. 
Uh, or it could be genuine because it is out in the middle of the desert and who would want to take all of that time and effort just to set it up to scare people. Oh, yeah. And the chance that they're going to come across it. Yeah. And yeah. So um, I said just a little bit of interesting information. Uh, just a little bit. I'll be honest. This I wrote this as I was watching the video in chronological order. And I wrote just a little bit of interesting information, like, haha, just a side note, because I thought it was a weird thing for them to mention. Almost like a movie, it's so foreshadowing, but oh, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, they mentioned that the native tribes ask that the people who visit the Mesa walk counterclockwise in the area, walk only counterclockwise in the area and do not enter like a certain area. They, I, they didn't really get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not really sure why. So, I mean, it's probably some belief thing. So mm-hmm. they said they were just going to respect that. Like if you walked in a circle, do not walk clockwise. Okay. I mean, that's pretty common in like spells and magic and stuff. Like even just quick little, uh, little spell 101, even when you're like stirring your tea or coffee, you want to be like stir it in a particular way, like stir it clockwise for good intention, I think. True. Okay. Yeah. So that was something that they asked of them and they were like, okay, well, we will be mindful of that. Um, I said there wasn't a lot going on in the beginning of the video, but there were some, they had, they had a lot of equipment. First of all, they had some motion lights, REM pods, static cameras, handheld cameras, a thermal camera. They had a spirit box, a, I'm just trying to list off by memory, uh, an app that they used called Spirit Talker, which is essentially like spirit box in a more intelligent, to me, intelligent phone app. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, what the else? Works. They yeah, they the had. Words. They just had everything. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they had motion lights. Towards the beginning, not a ton went off, but a motion light did go off seemingly of its own accord. Okay. Uh, and I said, I don't want to sound stupid, and I'm assuming that they are pointing these lights in a certain direction, but it literally happened, like both times that it happened in the beginning of the video, they happened to step n- towards the light when it went off. Mm-hmm. And they freaked out. And I'm like, I don't want to sound dumb, but that is that not the purpose of a motion light? They stepped towards the light and it turned on. They're like, but like yeah. if it was facing, <laughs> sorry, if it was facing away from them or the opposite direction, I could get that. They weren't, they were more than like 10 feet away, but still, I just, yeah, I was like, you, you really did just sidestep towards it. So I don't know about all that, but okay. Uh, they start theorizing that maybe the spirits aren't interacting much because they're not allowed in the circle. The circle is a safe space, um, which is considered to maybe be like a sacred area. So they heard a sound outside of the circle earlier in their investigation and decided to move the REM pod, uh, which hasn't gone off at all at this point, over to where the sound was just outside of the circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he barely finished his sentence when all of the lights started flashing in a rhythmic pattern on the REM pod. Oh, like because it has its sound too, and it's almost like each light is a different intensity, so it has a different pitch to it, and it was very rhythmic, like in a circle. Okay. Um, I said which school, but another theory on this. He said it outside of the fence. That so I I hated that I was so skeptical in the beginning, but like my tone will change. Don't worry. He sat the REM pod uh, outside of the fence that creates the cir- circle, but it was like really close to the fence. Uh-huh. And like, what if it's like an electric fence, some kind of barrier fence yeah. and, and the REM pod was so rhythmic and constant and he had to like turn it off and recalibrate it. So I'm like, 
was an electric fence and it was just messing with possibly yeah. the rim pot again i was like i feel like they would use common sense like that like it can't be that easy yeah but it was just something that i noted because it was very it was instant instant when it went by the fence okay yeah and it could even be an underground electric fence so yeah but i he did recalibrate the rim pod so it could start so they could start a spear box session and it didn't go off right away like it did stay off for a little bit after recalibrated next to the fence so maybe that theory is whatever okay uh, they asked if the spirit could touch it again, but a music box, they had an, a music box as well, I don't know. You can actually buy some that are meant for uh, ghost hunting. Yeah. And uh, it went off in the opposite direction of them. It was behind them, and it started going off when they asked them to touch the REM pod. Okay. Um, where did I go? Oh, I said it's and it's like a little creepy, like it's a literal music box sound in the middle of the desert. Uh, so it's creepy because mm-hmm. it's dark. Whatever. That would have scared me. We've seen uh, the music box before. I can't remember what place we covered, but um, I want to say it was the Occidental Hotel. The guy mm, maybe had a video where it was like the paranormal music box. It looked like a um, casket, a little casket. Maybe that, that's what they had. OK, that is what they had. Um, they have static cameras everywhere that they can. They try to cover as much ground as they can with those. Uh, and he mentioned he was hoping, one of the guys was mentioning that they were hoping the static camera might have picked up something that set off the music box. Um, and something that, something that every investigator wishes would happen to them, it actually did. Uh, the static camera did catch something that happened simultaneously with the music box going off. So there was a reason for it. Yeah. Okay. We would love to see it. You don't physically see anything, but right before the music box starts playing, you hear a weird fast rustling in the camera's mic. Mm -hmm. Uh, it stops and then the sound, so you hear like, oh gosh, I can't, I don't even know how, it's like a, yeah. And then the music box goes like, almost like it was like running, running towards the music. Yeah. (sighs) God. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, they also have what they call a paralyte near the music box, and that goes off as well. It seems maybe like another type of motion yeah. light. Um, I said, I don't know if they're... This is where, this is where it gets fun. I don't know if they're going to mention it. Spoilers, they didn't. I'm actually surprised because I caught on to it, like, a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but unless they have the cameras viewed, reversed, reversed for the video... Which, mm-hmm. based on, like, directional cues they were using, I don't think the image was reversed. Okay. Uh, I did notice something. The order that the devices were set off from the static camera to the music box to the paralyte went from left to right a clockwise motion, which okay. they were told not to do. Okay. So, not I'm just good. saying, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, it's like the things went off in a circular pattern left to right. Mm-hmm. So, spooky, I thought. (laughs) Maybe I just think too much, but, like, it was weird. It was set up like a movie. Like, why they mentioned, why they felt the need to mention, make sure you walk counterclockwise, and then these things, in my mind, were very obviously going off clockwise, and they never mentioned it in the video. Did you check the comments to see if anybody said something? Uh, no. (laughs) Oh. I usually check I should, though. Like, maybe, what if I, this video is, like, a year old, and what if I, like, jump in there and everyone goes... (laughs) like nobody noticed these things i should have said something oh well still can i know they then asked if the spirit was walking over there and immediately 
three motion lights all lined up next to each other went off one at a time, continuing the clockwise motion. They were to the right of the last thing that went off and it went boop, 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 left to right. Okay. Yeah, that's a little weird. A bit. Yeah. Um, at this point, we are reminded that he's been running a spirit box session this whole time by asking, who are you? Uh, then four statements come back when he asks like a direct, the first direct question he's asked, four statements come back immediately. It says, steep hill, get out, get help down there. Oh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I got some chills there. <laughs> oh, they're only starting. Uh, I'll be on, like I'm sitting, I was sitting at uh, the coffee shop that I work at. Like it was very busy. Things are going on. And I, there were some things that I was like, but we'll get there um honestly it just kept going uh it the spirit box even continued to talk while they were talking in little chunked phrases like two word phrases over and over Mm -hmm. while they were speaking so it's kind of odd how like it was just just i don't know something kick-started i guess it's almost frantic yeah, it was. It was like it was having a whole conversation on its own while they were talking, and it hadn't done anything yet. Well, I'm just thinking of someone, if you're in trouble, if someone is hurt, and you're like, go now, get help, down there. Like, you're saying stuff in a very... Yeah, sorry, you saying that out loud makes me... It Just keep listening. Okay. <laughs> I said, maybe to debunk the electric fence theory, all of this has been happening, and the REM pod at this point has stayed off until now mm-hmm. like all of this happened in the REM pod that they kept by the fence hadn't gone off so maybe the electric fence theory was not right when he started to explain everything that was going on to the camera the REM pod started going off back in the opposite direction which i think in my mind continues the circle mm-hmm. uh they tried to move to the REM. they tried to move the REM pod closer to them to see if they could coax the spirit closer uh-huh uh, they didn't really explain why, but he did change the batteries on it to make sure nothing was faulty or acting weird because every time it came on, it was the weird rhythmic, like, I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Um, he set it down closer to them. And as he was walking away, like he turned his back and started walking away and it immediately started lighting up all of the lights again, rhythmically like it did before okay. with fresh batteries. All right. Now. This is, I feel like the more I get into this, the crazier I sound, but just follow me, okay? Okay. Uh, the, I said the REM pod was erratic, but it still had a rhythm to it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I went back to the, the first time that it went off in the video and this current time that it was going off, and I was watching like really closely the lights the going off, the uh-huh. order in which the lights were going off. And I looked up, because it's like, there's like a universal REM pod that everybody uses. It's black and red, yeah. and it has its lights. So I... Try to pay very close attention to what order the colors were lighting up in and do that before I looked up the REM pod because I didn't want to, I already had a feeling, Persuade. but I didn't want to like, yeah, yeah I didn't want to uh, influence, my, influence it, yeah. my opinion, which ended up being true. Uh, from, I said from nine o'clock to six o'clock, the colors on the pod go blue, red, green, yellow in a clockwise motion uh-huh. and that is the order that they were lighting up more often than not okay i'm Weird. i'm really stuck on this clockwise thing because it was too many times yeah. and they didn't say it they didn't say it once and i was mad because i'm like this feels like in your face oh i assume that's what you were gonna i didn't 
think you were going to say that each device was going off in a circle. I just assumed the REM pod was going off in that that motion. The lights were also going off in a circle, but also all of the devices are going off slowly in a circle clockwise around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they basically reset all of their equipment. They kind of gathered everything and replaced it, uh, to make sure, like, things would still go off, but, like, in different areas. Um, or to get a more intelligent read on, like, asking them specifically, okay, now touch the REM pod, even though it's over here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then started the app called Spirit Talker, which looks like an intelligent spirit box for a phone. They asked if the spirits could speak to them through it, and the first message it got was, I'm sad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They heard an owl in the distance. This is kind of, I made note of this, but I didn't really end up caring. They heard an owl in the distance, and it, like, made note of that, but it's because in a previous investigation they did, I think in Nevada, um, there was also an owl who you learn in that episode that skinwalkers tend to, they can take on forms, but they can also manipulate we've talked about this before manipulate physical beings usually wolves or owls and the Uh, owl was like calling and responding to them in nevada and now here's an owl again in skinwalker valley so but they didn't really come back to that oh i gotta breathe what the (laughs) heck so now what i did was i just kind of uh transcribed the conversation because there was like a full-blown conversation going on between the spirit talker app And I believe Jeff was asking the questions. Spirit Talker says, past. So Jeff says, who are you? It says negative. And so he says, what do you mean by negative? It says crime. All of this seems kind of whatever. And so he's like, okay, what kind of crime are we talking about from the past? And then it just says, help me. Uh, So he's like, well, how can we help you? It says, I trust you. Um. And I didn't, it didn't catch it on their camera that I could see, but then they both freaked out at the same time, and apparently there was a large flash of light, almost like the same scale as lightning, but the flash just sort of came out of nowhere in the middle of the desert. Okay. So, which, we didn't go over this at all, but this Skinwalker Valley is actually also known as a UFO Valley, I think, Mm -hmm. because it has one of the largest uh, UFO sightings recorded, like, of anywhere, period. Yeah. Like, they said you can't throw a rock without hitting somebody who has either seen an alien or been abducted. Oh, good. So, uh, it's, like, a super common occurrence. I think they ended up saying later they think it might have just been, like, heat lightning or something. But it just didn't seem that way in the moment. Yeah, I feel like if you look at a map, it even says something about UFO. I was trying to look, but I'm not seeing. Yeah. Well, the spirit talker brings them back, and it says a name. It says Jason. Um, They are just like, oh, okay, hello, J- Jason, welcoming him. And he said, anyone is welcome to touch any of the devices and communicate with us. We just want to validate that you're here. So it says, hi, And they go, oh, hello, hi, Hi. thank you for validating, like we said. And then it said, I'm a friend. And they said, I don't think they even got to say anything. It said, I'm a friend. And then it gave a second name, Frank. And so they're like, oh, hi, like, we're we're friends of you too, and Frank. Like, is there any more of you here? And then it said, don't provoke us. Ah. And Uh, I said, oh, sorry. Uh, Maybe lightning again. Who knows? 
Uh, He said, can you tell me how old you are, Jason, so I can know a little more about you? It said four. We get an intelligent response. Yeah. And then he he was like, oh my gosh, like, you're so young. He's like, I mean, do you like it here? No, I probably not. He starts to say, do you like it here? And then it cuts in and it says choking. And the uh, Jeff noticed that earlier he had asked how the spirit died. And he said, you have to remember and come back to conversations when you're doing things like this, because sometimes the answers can be delayed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was a response to a question that he did ask. It was intelligent to that. So it said choking. So he's like, okay, Jason was four years old uh, and he choked and he's sad about it. Right. So like putting all these things together, it does. Sometimes it feels kind of, I don't know, grasping at straws, but like, I don't know, like if you sometimes you have to piece this stuff together. It's not like you're going to have a sit down conversation with a spirit. Sometimes you have to piece it together. Well, and to play devil's advocate here. If you're talking to a four-year-old, it probably is going to be pretty broken. Broken. And a four-year-old and probably of Native American descent. Who knows how long ago? Yeah. Anyway, uh, he Jeff then said he almost saw a black figure down where the static camera is pointed. And it looked like it passed in front of it. And then the uh, spirit talker says, equipment. And they asked Jason if he was the one that touched the equipment. And there were some inexplicable knocking noises, uh, which is weird for the desert. Yeah. What are you knocking on? I know. Yeah. Uh, Jeff said he starts explaining that they're trying to do what they're trying to do is make sense of responses they get with any bit of equipment to try to get a dialogue going. So like piecing together these these choppy words and sentences and the equipment and just sort of like trying to figure out the dialogue that's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, he literally says, we're trying to get a dialogue going. And then the spirit talker cuts him off and says, using my voice. And I mean, that's pretty on the nose. Yeah. And I don't, they say a few more things. Jeff says, I believe we're talking to Jason. He's a four year old. He died here. Spirit talker says pain. Yeah. And he's like, what's painful for you? Because you're friends and you can say it. And he, they didn't say anything. And he was like, Jason. Or like he asked him, he's like, Jason, can you tell us what's causing you pain? Mm-hmm. Uh, spirit talker says, who's speaking? And they're like, oh, you're, you're right. We didn't introduce ourselves. Like I'm Colin. This is Jeff. Hi. Sorry. Yeah. Um, he said, Jeff then says he's going to hand the spirit talker off to Colin because chill, like kids spirits tend to like Colin more and interact with him more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second, like the second the phone got into Colin's hands, all of the motion lights back behind them went off. And then it starts like spouting off. It says girl. It says angel. Um, and then the lights around the ritual set up all start there have been lights around it this whole time they all lit up oh okay so um i i don't know the vibe they ended up there there were cuts in this obviously it was a long video colin says he's gonna put that away and do like a true spirit box session and as he's putting it away the motion lights go off again and the rem pod starts its rhythmic cycle over again Mm -hmm. and they it's been in the fire pit this time not going off at all and it starts going off (sighs) sorry i'm like tired 
uh, Jeff asks if they can let go, of, like, can you let go of the REM pod? Mm-hmm. And boop, like, without any hesitation, it just stops. He's like, oh, okay. Then Colin, uh, like, like he just was about to get attacked by a dog, just like jumps out of the way and freaks out. And Jeff and Colin are a dad son duo uh-huh. so like his dad jeff was like what what you're scaring me what and he's like <laughs> he's like it sounded like something was just like rushing at me like it, it scared him enough that he like jumped out of the way uh-huh and he's like i heard something running up on me mm. um but you don't see anything on the camera you don't hear anything on the camera but he Where? just like i don't know it was really odd um so with the spirit box session colin asks can you tell us what the circle is uh, it says nothing. Like, it says the word nothing. Okay. But they didn't understand this in real time because the spirit box is the sweeping radio stations. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to understand in the moment. Right. But it said nothing. So he asks again, can you tell us what the circle is? It says, we're watching Colin. <gasps> and they were just like, oh, okay. And they said, are you not allowed to enter the circle? And then the spirit box says the circle it's All not a response right. but like it's, it's the on the nose things they're acknowledging yeah so they're just like and they said what is the circle they said it's a vortex okay. okay yes um and they said are there skinwalkers around here and i said i hate to use this word but like a gravelly almost like demonic feeling voice comes through Mm-hmm. And sounds very distraught when they like it's been just like male, female, etc. Voices coming through mm-hmm. so far, and then when they say, "Are there skinwalkers here?" You just hear like, <sighs> like, and it says like two or three different things, and they're like, "Okay, well, <laughs> uh, yikes." Uh, so then they say, "Is this place dangerous to be out in in the dark?" And it says, "Go back." Mm, so they said so you're saying yes it is dangerous (laughs) yeah and it said watch it and then play oh okay um so now no pun intended to bring it full circle Ah. uh they started moving back towards their equipment when jeff had a realization that they had been walking in a circle and which direction did they walk counterclockwise oh good the safe way okay um they pull out a thermal camera to see if they can physically see any entities. I know this is a long one, but like I'm telling you, it's it just kept getting better. Maybe this is just one of those videos you have to watch, but it was so good. And it's we're getting to a point that I really hope that you like as much as I liked. Okay. Okay. <sighs> they pull out a thermal camera to see if they can see any physical entities. Uh, and then they hear a rustling in the dirt behind them. Like even I heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it honestly sounded like... Um, grunting like how pigs do like oh yeah behind them oh mm. um and then a rock gets thrown at them just out of the dark <laughs> no yeah and i know this is probably nothing and just the camera adjusting itself but they compose themselves and colin asked if they could come stand next to him like they recovered really quickly in that one point i swear he's like can you come hold my hand i said no colin yeah so he's like can you come stand next to me and it's been like because this is a visual thing they have set it up like it's it's a it's a video it's a movie experience so they are panning between handheld cameras static cameras whatever Mm -hmm. it's switching back and forth um and at this point it jumps to a static camera and just it's black like 
this is the desert there's no lights so when right. it jumps to the static camera the screen is black but then just like off to the side you see this little white anomaly appear kind of like in willy wonka in the chocolate factory when he's trying to make the candy bar appear oh yeah like that but the opposite like you just see this white anomaly start to come in view in the camera in the static camera and they don't mention it and i'm like am i crazy like yeah. help me help me right <laughs> um i'll show you a video of it later but just know that like it really manifested itself yeah uh, Jeff now freaks out and has Colin come over to him to look at the thermal camera because it also has a connect on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is someone or a figure in the bush on the screen uh, that was in the direction of where the rock was thrown. Okay. <laughs> this is so gross. Oh, no. Uh, they told the figure that it can come out of the bush. And then this stick figure, like, that looks like a person, <laughs> its legs, arms, legs, like, got really long all of a sudden. Uh, and it crawls over to the next bush. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you see, it's weird because it has, like, normal arms. And then it has even smaller, like, skinnier legs and arms come out of the aim- lar- arms and legs. Uh-huh. And it, like, gets in, like, it looks like it crawls on the connect oh, to a bush. Gross. <laughs> uh, oh, gross. Mm-hmm. I got cold chills on that one. Yucky. Do you see that? <laughs> yeah. Yucky. Um, Colin then says... If it's trying to communicate with them to come out of the bush, which like at this point, no. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Uh, And then it very quickly crawls back to the original book, crawls down on the screen towards their direction, and then it disappears like as it's coming towards them. Mm -hmm. Crawls back to the bush. You said book. Book? Bush. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. You'll hear it later and be like, God God dang it. No, I'm just I'm just so worked up. (laughs) Yeah. It like. It starts to come like 3D in the screen and then disappears towards them. No. So I hate that. And then also, like, as it disappears off the screen, uh, Jeff's flashlight turns off while he's holding it. And it did not die because then he, like, clicked it a couple times and it came back on. Oh, okay. Um, oh, also then, now, another rock is thrown at them. Stop it. <laughs> um, another creepy stick figure on all four shows up next to Colin. And they ask that if it is a skinwalker, can he crawl back into the bush? And he sure does. Get. Uh, Like, almost immediately. And it, like, gets over there and snaps into place and then, like, waits. Oh. Yeah. No. Uh, But that's okay, because then the stick figure disappears, but where it was, a black orb appears on the thermal camera and just, like, floats around the screen and then disappears. Huh. A third rock is thrown at them at this point. Get the. And then a fourth rock is thrown at them at this point. All right. What the heck? Uh, They turn to see what it was. And another figure is on the thermal screen. Uh, Now let's do a recollection here, huh? Okay. Remember what I said early on during the history of this place? Uh... (laughs) Who is about bush height and likes to throw rocks at people? Jason. The little people. Oh! They throw rocks at strangers. Yeah. Remember? And they would be running from bush to bush. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I said, get ready for some Okie Pinocchio level realization. Oh, God. It, it, this, is, this is the wrap-up. I'm holding on to my butt. <laughs> I said, what else do they do? What else do the little people do? They put you in a kind of daze, right? Yeah. Okay. Then try to scare you off. They didn't have a time jump or anything. Don't worry. Okay. Well, we didn't say Tunnelton. We no, said I said Okie Pinocchio. 
Uh, so Colin and Jeff have just been blindly following this, these sounds, these rocks, these images on the screen. Uh, and when they look up, because they keep going like, where are you? Follow the bush, follow the bush. Mm-hmm. When they look up, they are about, tw- I would say, 20 to 25 feet away from the drop off of the circle. Oh. Uh, where Jeff had started, t- Jeff actually, before they realized it, had told Colin, stand over there because that's where the next rock was. Uh-huh. And he told Colin to go stand over by the bush and it was at the edge of the cliff. Oh my God. Um, Had they gone over there, they would have gone down the- into the canyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they mentioned that they were just like leading themselves to it in the dark. And when he told Colin to walk over and show the camera how close the drop off was, like he, what did I just say? He He's like, oh, we're just doing this in the dark. Ha ha ha. Has, has this flashlight. And they're going to explain, like, look how close we got to the edge. And as he's leading Colin to the edge of the cliff, his flashlight goes off. So Colin walks to the edge of the cliff in the dark. No. Uh-huh. Why? So to me, that was the realization of, like, the little people don't like people there. They throw rocks at them. They kind of put them in this trance and this daze to get them out of there. Mm-hmm. Tell me why I feel like they led them to the edge of the cliff. It feels like it, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So there was like a little bit after that, but they at that point they're like, okay, we need to like wrap up. They did an EVP session, but ended up not getting anything at the end. Ugh. So, yeah. Goodness. It was a lot. How much? It was about. I want to wrap right on. I mean, I did talk a lot, but to me, it was all very interesting stuff. And just like spooky, oh spooky yeah. the the bringing it all together. The why are these rocks being thrown at them? Why are they just like walking into the desert in the dark? The little people, the skinwalkers, the bushes, the everything, the clockwise, counterclockwise. Somehow it all comes ha full circle. Yeah, and these and, are the investigations one can only dream to have. I mean, there were obvious cuts and stuff for time, yeah. but when I tell you most of that was seamless. It's, I just can't imagine all of it. Also, they're in the middle of the desert alone. Yeah. Like, that's what... It's almost where I'd be like, there's coyotes, there's owls, there's know. God knows what out here. That's my fear, is like, what's what's really going to get me out here? Oh, also, they had no service, and the lady, you know, refused to stay out there. So they pulled a grave encounters where they're like, come and pick us up at this time. So they got like, what, three hours out there? Oh, my God. Um, and they're like, she's driving away now, so we have no way to contact anybody and we won't see her for the next three hours. Good Lord. I'm t- Grave Encounters is a sleeper movie. That Grave Encounters is so, is so good. good. It is so good. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, that is, um, that is Skinwalker Valley next to Skinwalker Ranch. Next to another one that I wanted to cover, but it didn't really have the same vibe it called Blind Frog Ranch. Uh-huh, yeah. It also has that. its own weird um, stuff going on over there, but not quite haunted, if you ask me. And are we going to discuss the fact that there's a TV show? Oh, yeah, 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 because there is. It's What is it? It's called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. I looked it up just yeah, to make sure. Yeah. It's still going. It's a reality TV show. Starts uh, on its fourth season. I guess I can give you the quick synopsis. Because I've never seen it. I hadn't either. I came across that and the Blind Frog one, which, like, I did see a teaser clip of that, and I'll be honest, I'm very skeptical, but go on. Okay. 
It says this is a reality TV show, so... Uh, Skinwalker Ranch and their surrounding area have been referred to as UFO Alley since the 1950s when numerous animal animalis events. Interesting, (laughs) like anomaly, but yeah, weird and strange activity began occurring. Mm. A team of scientists and experts conducts a thorough and daring search of the infamous 512 acre property in Utah's Unita Basin. <laughs> We're so good at this. Uh, in an attempt to find out the answers behind more than 200 years of UFO sightings. Oh, more than 200 years of UFO sightings, strange animal mutations, and paranormal-related mysteries. There was more to that sentence. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Scientists use the latest and cutting-edge technology like ground-penetrating radar and drones to seek shocking discoveries. So, I mean, I want to check that out. That sounds pretty cool. Right. Here's a screenshot of a creepy skinwalker that they had. Yeah, I don't like that. Get the... And then (laughs) uh, I'm going to try to show you this on here. You can see the little white anomaly show up, maybe. It's like a 10 second long video. Oh. Do you see it? Yeah, what the... Yeah, it even looks almost like a tiny ghost. (laughs) I see... like i don't know it was weird to me i'm like why is nobody talking about this check the comments i will my gosh all right well that was utah and i don't know about you but i thought it was a good one thanks utah you really did show out you know i know i I was i I was a little sad to see utah's name pop up but (laughs) you know what you delivered you did (laughs) you surprised and delighted Mm -hmm. um yeah that's that's it well what a good introduction back into the united states welcome i <laughs> can't wait to see what our next state's okay. gonna be. watch it be utah again <laughs> no because what i'm gonna do is every time we do a state i'm going to uh, remove it from the list i see I until see. we're out of states again so we'll see you next year when we decide what the heck we're doing oh, oh my god it'll be over a year because we got first thir- uh yeah first thursdays and everything mm-hmm yeah goodness gracious we're just we're settled into this (laughs) yeah it's small town america we do what we want uh yeah so if you are jumping to the end of this for some weird reason and you skipped the middle we mentioned before we this was skinwalker valley i have talked about skinwalkers before but actually on a patreon episode uh so if you donate as little as a dollar a month you can get extra episodes me covering like cryptids and conspiracies megan covering true crime Mm-hmm. So if one isn't your thing, but the other is, you can like pick and choose. Uh, there is also when applicable investigation, like evidence that we have found. Yes. Uh, which admittedly has been sparse because we don't go a lot of places anymore. We do our best, but there are the ones that are on there. Pretty darn good. They're pretty good. And we do have, again, three new Patreon donors. We have Katie, Iko, and Amber. Super appreciative. Mm-hmm. Thanks a heap. I don't know how to thank people for things. Yeah, wow. Yay. I mean, we could have made clap, it clap. more like one at a time. Thank you, Iko. Clap, clap, clap. Oh, yeah. Thank, thank you, Katie. Katie. Clap, clap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank, thank you, you Amber. <laughs> don't leave her out. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I was laughing. Um, yeah, so anywhere from like one to... Well, we only have two tiers right now. We have one and $5. And then, of course, uh, we do have merchandise that you can check out that... 
We're going to try to work out a third tier if we can, if y'all even like us that much. I don't know. Did I breathe into the... Was that me? Ma- Did you, you It hear? was like... Huh? You didn't hear that? No. I'm going to have to listen back Spooky to this stuff. one. No, I really thought... I thought you were just like breathing. I don't know what oh I thought God. you were doing. No, I like breathing out of my nose. I was talking. I can't even do that. I don't know how I could have done that. I don't know. I'll have to listen. Maybe I'm making things up. We've had spooky stuff happen while recording to you guys. Uh, this house, man. I'm the only one I know in particular. An episode that you can go back and check out because we may have caught like some weird stuff was when we did the live interview at the Willard Library. Yeah, or no, because there was that episode here at the house where we well, thought. I know. Yeah, I just don't know which episode it was exactly, but I can tell you specifically the Willard Library interview. There is some weird stuff that we caught, and we didn't even yeah, know. That's true. We yeah. were just sitting in the the green room. What do they call that room? Is the great room green room? Something it might like that. have been the green room. It was a very nice green. It was. It was a very nice room, and uh, we got some spooky stuff. Yeah. We believe on it, so. <laughs> I want to believe. Okay, so that's all. Unless you have anything to say, just hug the Squishmallow. I've been hugging the Squishmallow the whole episode. It's your favorite. It's Austin. It's Austin the avocado <laughs> with his fuzzy belly. When My did gosh. that joke end? When did you stop telling me every time I came over, this is this Austin? This is Austin? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Maybe should, that should come back. That's, this is Austin. It's one of those sad things. You know, you read this stuff. It's like one day you're, you pick, you put your, your parents. Yeah. Your parents put you down for the last time and never picked you up again. When was the last time you told me this is Austin? <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Jesus. I don't want to be sad right now. What is wrong with you? I think about that every time I hold Jordan. I'm like, one day I'm not, you're not going to let me pick you up no more. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my gosh. You have so long before that happens. Oh, I don't know. She's very independent. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, speaking of, I need to get back to my child. Um, oh, that's true. I gotta back, get back to my children. I got a house full of mouths to feed. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, I guess we'll see you next week, and who knows what we're covering next. Not me. Can't wait. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at orsothesaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsothesaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.